0: hundred and sixty two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie getting started is simple deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Today on the Zabecast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays, and a guy who taught me the word mushugana. Your bonus, uncensored, 35-minute edition of the Zabecast is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Monday, June 6, 2022, last night's Game 2 of the NBA Finals was too late, Andy, for this edition of the Zabecast. Good afternoon, good sir. How are you? Good doing? afternoon. Good <laughs> afternoon
1: to you. We, we might have been able to swing this one because it was an eight o'clock start, but uh, I do appreciate the early uh, convenience for me here this afternoon Yeah,
0: to be able to knock this out. And what a glorious day. I feel bad for even taking 30 minutes of your Sunday afternoon. Man, this is a put a pin in it day. In the mm-hmm. DMV. Of course, we have such great weather here in the DMV, Andy. <laughs> So consistently great. <laughs> yeah. Are you threatening to move to Arizona again? Uh, no, I am not. Uh, although okay. I got to say right now, I am super pissed off because a program that I use... Is now uh, it's it's locking up on me at the last second, unbelievable. Uh, anyway, uh, what did you do today? Before we get into it, uh, you, you got a busy Sunday going on, so I'm slipping this ZabeCast in the middle of your day. What did you do?
1: Yeah, we had uh, we had a brunch
0: with the Macastenista. The what the why? Who's a ha See, you taught me words like Masugana, but I don't know Macastenista. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is, uh, well, you know, some people might call it the in-laws. I don't really know what to call it since these are the parents of my son-in-law. So I prefer the parents. Yiddish term.
0: Yeah. Oh. So and we had uh, brunch, yeah. What's the What's the word again? Slowly. And what does it literally translate into? It translates into the parents of my son-in-law. <laughs> oh, it does. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's basically, it's not a, uh, it, it's not a, uh, a convoluted translation. No, as like, some like, are, some are convoluted like, translations, right? Right. I
1: mean, like I, I would say, um, well, my father-in-law has passed away, but if I was talking about my mother-in-law, it's my in-law. If you're talking about the parents of the children, one of the children who's married to somebody else. What do you use? So to me, does seems to be a better fit.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's get into it. First of all, what I did today is I played golf, mm-hmm. which is a popular weekend activity. Uh if you're lucky enough to get out and get away from uh dad duties and stuff around the house duties. And I played with a bunch of JMU guys uh-huh. because Buddy Christensen of Golfdom, his uh fraternity brothers. Uh, were there to honor one of their fraternity brothers who recently passed away of cancer, guy who also mm. served in the military as a JAG, uh, got hit by a sniper, uh, completely blew apart part of his face, but then went on to become a motivational speaker of all things, which was really cool. So they were, you know, having a little golf outing. They needed a late fill-in, and I'm like, well, I don't mind. I'll be a <laughs> huckleberry. So I jumped on in, and one of the guys I played with. Old Jonathan Jacobs, a.k.a. Jake, longtime listener, first time golfer, not just kidding him, mean, he's not a first time golfer, long time yeah. listener, first time caller. He, I said to Jonathan, I go, Jonathan, what do you want to ask Andy? Because he's like, I like it when you have Andy on. I go, I know, Andy's great. We get along great. I said, what do you want to ask him? And he said, okay, I got one for you. Ask Andy if he thinks Uncle Ted will do. Locker and Joe B. wrong the same way he did Buck and Phil Chanier wrong? I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air.
1: I don't think so. Um, but, because? You know, because I think Ted is more like a hockey guy, and I think that he kind of let his kid mess around with the basketball, but I think Ted looks more at the hockey like his own. And, you know... <laughs> It, well, you can't do better than than Phil and, and Buck either, but they did, they tried. Sure. Uh, but these guys, you know, Locker and, and Joe B, they're they're just great. I mean, it, if you mess with them, and and the one thing about the Caps Nation is they're loyal. I mean, they are really loyal people, and they're loyal to Ted. And I don't think Ted wants to mess with that relationship by messing with their two great broadcasters.
0: I would hope so. Um, I said I didn't. Th- I said probably not. I said, but the reason I see it is the hockey culture is not as, say, woke-minded as the NBA where they feel the need to get younger or hipper or to get a Mm -hmm. WNBA player on the broadcast, right? It's a little bit more traditional. And so I think why get rid of good when it's not going to make a difference in the hockey culture that doesn't sort of roll the way the NBA does?
1: Yeah, i mean i'm I'm a very very casual hockey fan but I will watch a little bit more than I normally would if locker and Joe B are doing the game because they're just so good they
0: are that good yeah, Joe yeah. B is absolutely supreme and and locker is great he's got character he's well known he's well liked and so yeah there you yeah. go okay well, there's he also said apparently you answered his question on our podcast about um the redskin linebacker they drafted but could never play. And you said it's because he didn't like football, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is I got this from Cooley. Who who
1: was that, that guy, by the way? Um, I'm trying to remember that, that you you said that Carter. And, and I I mentioned him. Was it Tom Carter? He was not a linebacker. Mm. He was a uh, he was a defensive back. I'm trying to remember, but but uh, well, you know, I mean, look it, it, when Michael Westbrook was playing for the then Redskins, and if you saw him up close, as we did a number of times when we were doing uh, shows out there. He looked like an Adonis. He looked like a guy right. who should be great. And Matt Millen said he was doing the preseason games. Uh, this is before he flamed out as the GM at the Lions. He said, Michael Westbrook plays football because he can, not because he loves football. And I thought that was, that was very insightful. I thought that really told you a lot about that.
0: Who was the one that invented the phrase, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane?
1: I don't remember, but... Have you heard uh, that one? Yeah, but in in today's culture, (laughs) I don't know if that flies.
0: (laughs) Wow, even that no longer, even that lovely colloquialism is no longer acceptable. Well, the funny thing about pro sports is they're playing for money. You Mm -hmm. know, I would always like to joke, because I heard somebody say this, you know, we're all in this for the money. And I would say that to you at times or other people around the office to remind everyone, hey, if none of us were getting paid, we wouldn't show up. So in other words, all the bullshit you put up with at your regular job or in radio like we did, at the end of the day, it's to what? Take their money. Not steal it. Give them a fair day's work. But you're there to take their money. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. So athletes are the same way. And it always comes down to money because right now we got a lot of defections on the L I V tour in oh, golf. Yeah. And uh, this is another thing that uh Jake wanted me to ask you about is what do you think Gretzky what do you think Gretzky told Dustin Johnson, who's the biggest name to jump, because Wayne himself started his hockey career as a pro in what league? The, the WHA, which was yeah. a rival to the NHL.
1: He was seventeen years old and this is before social media and all the hype. So it wasn't like You know, this was like the phenom that that went into the WHA. He became something of a phenom in the WHA. So it was a little bit different. But, yeah, I mean, and here's what I think Gretzky said to Dustin Johnson. He said, yeah, you're going to take a lot of heat for this now. You're going to lose some sponsorships. But ultimately – everything's going to come around and if this tour makes it in Saudi Arabia it'll coexist with the PGA tour and you won't be barred from the PGA tour so make your move now. Right. now take some heat for it but ultimately you'll be able to play on the PGA tour again
0: yeah i think that's definitely the the advice his agent said he's like look this is going to be a shitstorm storm for a while yeah but we're going to get your 125 million guaranteed up front, locked in, and then we'll deal with everything else after that.
1: Right. right. There's a, a very good piece in the Post today, long piece by Kent Babb about Greg Norman. And basically Norman's answer to everything seems to be, but yeah, there's a lot of money. <laughs> and, and that seems to be, you
0: know, <laughs> I have it yeah. I have it on good authority from a good source that knows uh, PGA Tour agents and players, that Ricky Fowler is being offered like $65 million, but he wants to go, his new bride is begging him not to, saying, hey, you can be Ricky Fowler the rest of your life and not have this stain on your image. Apparently, right. Fowler's got, report from what my source said, in the bank from endorsements because he's so popular from an endorsement standpoint. So what would you do if you were Ricky Fowler? And I'm sure Ricky Fowler, when his beautiful new bride is saying, no, babe, you can still be Ricky Fowler your whole life. Don't go for the money. Ricky probably looks at her with these sad eyes and says but I can't beat anybody anymore. <laughs>
1: right. And look, two years from now, if he comes back to the PGA Tour, it's, it's really not going to matter. You know, here, here, Here's the uh, quote from Norman. I just looked it up. He said, the players who decide to come on board, God bless them. They're going to make a lot of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God bless them. Well, here's a, here's a good quote. Uh, this from Graham McDowell, former U.S. Open winner. He is now 300. 300- Whoa, what are you opening right there?
1: Oh, I just turned the paper. It's an actual newspaper. They—they they, you might have to look at them in a museum, but one is delivered to my front step every
0: day. Okay, yeah. okay, smartass. You have no <laughs> idea how loud those AirPods are. Are you wearing AirPods, by the way? No, I'm just using my uh, my phone. Oh, interesting. Okay, it was very loud. All right. Anyway, uh, Graham McDowell says, uh, "Quote, because he's going over there too. It's been very demoralizing, especially when you've got kids." He's bringing the family into this. Mm -hmm. He says, you look around and think, is this worth the sacrifice? Is it worth the sacrifice? When you're being successful and financially, it's very lucrative. But when you're not successful and you're leaving your kids 35 weeks a year, you do ask yourself that question. Currently, Graham McDowell, 376th in the world.
1: Yeah, I love it when they hide behind the kids. And what they find is when they say they want to spend more time with their family, their family has gotten used to living without them. And so what are you doing here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I do hate that. I got to make the best decision for me and my family. Right. I need that security. Yeah, don't bring your family into this, all right? We all have families. We know. Just say, I'm there for the money. I wish one guy would take the money and say, look, this league looks like a joke and I should probably win every other week because there's nobody here. But I'm here for the money, and I'm going to get it up front, and we'll see how long it lasts. What if a guy actually said that? Yeah,
1: that would be great. I think that would be that would be applauded, at least by me. Mm-hmm. And and again, once time passes, once we get two years, three years down the road, this is not going to seem like a big deal anymore.
0: Yeah. In other golf news, you wanted to talk about the retirement of on Friday, of one Michelle Wee West.
1: Yes, that used to be a, such a big part of the show where people like me would say, well, you know, she's only 16 or she's only 17. <laughs> and now she is 32 years old. And I just looked this up. She is leaving golf, having won five, count them, five tournaments, one major during her entire career. And I, I just remember the Leslie Stahl piece on 60 Minutes oh, where yes. Leslie followed around the course. And, you know, she hit a drive like 240 and Leslie goes, oh, my. <laughs> and, 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 and the premise was that she and her dad figured that Michelle, we would be so dominant on the LPGA tour that she would get bored and that she would have to play with the men to find
0: competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that was, I I have a soundbite somewhere, I can't find it right now, where she's like, I just think I'd get bored playing with the the girls, and it's like, woman, you have not won a damn thing, what are you talking about exactly, but she generated enough of a buzz, got enough guys like you to sort of get all (laughs) giddy about it, that she made a ton of endorsements and She's not giving up any of the endorsements. Nike's staying with her. Rolex is staying with her. There's a third one staying with her. They've realized that she's still marketable, even though she's retired.
1: Yeah, I, I really don't know why, because, I mean, she does have one major, which makes her, I guess, better than a mediocre women's player. But five career victories? Five?
0: Uh, you know what? It In today's day and age, she played it to perfection. But Michelle Wee West, I play this for you one last time. Winger, 17, because we would always say, you know, she's this good now, and she's only 17. Yeah. Of course, a song about, you know, underage sex. Probably wouldn't fly today. But, you know, I'm not sure it was – I might have been two teenagers, you know, a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old. Who knows? So, uh, uh, mazel, mazel. Michelle, we enjoy your retirement and raising your family, which she is going to do. All right. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie getting started is simple deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly just use promo code zabe to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family go ahead and sign up today using promo code zabe to secure your first deposit bonus up to thousand dollars with MyBookie. whatever you put in they'll meet halfway All the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. Need to hire? You need. Indeed. Let's get to the main event today, and that is talk about a putz. I was at Top Gun on Saturday night with my dad, (laughs) and about an hour to go in the movie, this lone dipshit, a dude, overweight, middle-aged, like myself, with not his wife, not a girlfriend, not even a buddy. Himself alone, a single dude plops down, you know, in the seat next to us. It was a pretty crowded theater because Top mm-hmm. Gun's so popular. And then, with an hour to go, first of all, he, he plopped down before the movie, but with an hour to go, falls into a deep snoring sleep. Wow.
1: You didn't wake him up?
0: The entire movie theater heard him some were laughing others were pissed off like me and he's sitting right next to me did you poke him i i kicked his chair lightly mm-hmm. it had no effect whatsoever it needs to be noted prior to this he was coughing and wheezing up a storm sounded oh, like death uh you know death warmed <laughs> over <laughs> mr covid <laughs> right exactly Oof. i didn't do anything i i could have pushed him really hard and said sir sir wake up i just didn't want to deal with it i was so pissed off you needed me i uh, i would i would you know me i would have definitely
1: poked oh yes okay
0: you would have poked and you would have shaken him because it would have taken a good shoulder shake to wake him up fine fine what would you and your dad pay to go to that movie probably 15 bucks okay you're gonna let some schmuck who's snoring ruin it for you he was a total schmuck. And I, yeah. sent, I sent you his picture, which I did I not post on Twitter. Tell me that is not exactly... Shouldn't the caption be, most likely to fall asleep and snore for an hour <laughs> at a popular movie? What a putz this guy was. Yeah. If, if you were on an airplane, would you have woken him up? I don't know if you can fall asleep that deeply. The problem is these fucking recliners now in oh, theaters... Yeah. Yes, I love them like most of us do, but not only does it invite people who fall asleep and snore, I've seen women bring pillows Mm. into the theater with them.
1: Yeah. Well, that's how they charge 15 bucks. They got to make it comfortable for you.
0: Yeah. Well, of course, uh, i said to my dad afterwards, I go, you know, in the old days, dad, they would have had an usher in there in no time Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Flashlight.
1: Yep. Yep, Flashlight
0: usher. And it's like, you better come correct or else they'll kick your ass out. But they don't pay for ushers anymore, and the ushers used to be adults, grown mm-hmm. men who would yep. actually police the the theater. Now they can barely pay a sixteen year old with pimples to take your tickets. <laughs> it's all electronic,
1: right? Right. They don't need to. Yeah, you just uh, they just scan it once you go to the uh, window. Right.
0: Should I should I tweet this guy's photo and say here's the putts, or is it just needless aggravation?
1: You know, I don't really know the protocol on that. I'm not as versed on social media as I should be. Uh, is there is you might consult a lawyer on that because, well, cause
0: could. yeah, because I could I could because I have a significant number of followers and I'm a public yeah. figure. Right. I could be seen as defaming this. Person. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't want to get sued. Uh, you better check on that.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I I, I thought uh, that's why I only posted the clip for people can hear the snoring lest mm-hmm. They think I was exaggerating. And uh, yeah, (laughs) it it was bad, like really, Mm. really bad. So uh, I'm going to see it again because I want to see it in one of the D-Box theaters with the seat that shakes and rumbles because there's a lot of good D-Box action there. I may even go see it at an IMAX theater, although I've been told the IMAX screen is so big. It's not really great for Hollywood feature movies.
1: Mm. You know, my, my choice for seeing movies is always Saturday morning the earliest feature I can get to.
0: Well, okay, that's the thing that I took away from this. I told my dad, I go, Dad, this is the last primetime movie of a popular movie I'm ever going to see.
1: Yeah, right.
0: If there's a movie I want to see in the theater, and there aren't many these days, this was one of them, I will make sure to go to a weekday matinee, period. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I never understood the concept of dating and going to the movies either because that's two and a half hours of not talking. I mean...
0: Yeah, I. you know what? That's a good point. I would say the idea of going to a movie is it's something you can do side by side with somebody you're just getting to know, and so yeah. it's not as onerous of, oh, shit, what I'm going to talk about now. We've been talking for an hour at dinner. I think I'm out of things to talk about. I'm not sure if I really like her. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Plus, back in the day, movie theaters were good to canoodle in. To sort of yeah, get a yeah. little schnooky schnooky in, do, do you put the hand on the knee? Right, yeah. There, <laughs> there is that. Yeah, yeah, and by knee you mean the okay. Never mind. I'm just kidding about <laughs> no. that. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see this infield fly situation in the college baseball postseason tournament? Which
1: game? We, I did not. It was I am not familiar.
0: It was a no, it was a North Carolina game, mm-hmm. and there was an infield fly rule that uh, got ruled and. It was a play that maybe shouldn't have been called an infield fly. It was VCU versus North Carolina. Uh-huh. Uh, and VCU head coach Sean Stifler. Great Stifler. name. <laughs> yeah, Stifler. Like like from uh uh Stifler's mom. Yeah. yeah uh, American Pie. American yeah. Pie, exactly. <laughs> uh uh basically he got kicked out of the game. He got suspended because he went crazy because the second baseman ran in to try to catch the ball but mm-hmm. missed, but they called infield fly rule ahead of time. So they were like, okay, well, it wasn't an ordinary play. Here's my question to you about the infield fly rule. They have it because in theory it's unfair that you could intentionally drop an infield fly right. with runners on second and first to then get an easy double play as the runners are tagging up to avoid being tagged off base, right? Right.
1: Right or okay. even just a runner on first.
0: Uh, I, I don't think I don't think infield flies with only one runner on because the runner out of the box can run to first unimpeded.
1: You know what I right. mean? Right. That's yeah, that's true. But, but 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it would be easier to make a, a, a double play. Sure. In that in that if you, you drop the ball and then you could yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: It, here's a radical idea. Get rid of the rule. Why do you need the rule?
1: Because if, you want. Well, I guess yeah. If you got a slick enough infielder to pull it off, yeah, well, you should be rewarded for that. Right.
0: Okay. If you, know, you, if, you if you pop it up to the infield, guess what? You're putting yeah. your team at a chance of a double play. Just like if you ground into a six four three double play, yeah. it's literally one of these rules that was only invented because it seems unfair, and yet it's just a rule. Like rules can be anything, right? Right. But but having I I didn't play much infield in little league but I
1: always liked it because it took the pressure off from me (laughs) dropping the ball. Exactly. (laughs) So so I I said, oh, shoot, infield fly rule. I'm going to be okay either way here.
0: I kind of would like to see the, uh, the mayhem of allowable infield flies that try to they try to turn two with it. Like, okay, is he going to catch it or drop it? Okay, he dropped it, and now run, and it goes over to third, and now it's the second. I mean, I bet half the time they would throw it into the dugout or into center field trying to do that play.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. yeah I, I, Again, it's one of those baseball rules. The Dodgers got caught in something last night that was too complicated okay. to get into, but they wanted to use a position player, and they weren't
0: allowed to. Okay, it's not that complicated it's apparently pretty simple and here was mlb's explanation of it the umpire By rule
1: a position player cannot come in the pitch unless they're down by six or more runs
0: the game was nine to four mets Ooh. over the dodgers or a five-run lead did you know that was an actual rule because i did not
1: I did not. I guess it's new. They put that in this year. (laughs) Okay. Pretty
0: ballsy, even top nine, nobody out against the Mighty Dodgers with a five-run lead to say, you know what? We're going to throw a position guy in here.
1: Okay, but but remember this. The position guy was probably the best player on his high school team and probably pitched when he wasn't playing another position. Uh,
0: But you know what? They can't pitch in the bigs. Very well no, at all. They they can't pitch
1: it that well, but most of them can get it over the plate. And I I, I think that you, you'd be surprised at the ability. And you know, and then some of them like Sean Doolittle, who was uh, who's the Mets' uh, relief pitcher, was always hurt. Uh, he was, uh, I think, he was a third baseman at one time, and they moved him to pitcher. Right. So right.
0: that that happens. Uh, speaking of the Mets, uh, the Mets may file a complaint to baseball about the quote. Rat urine smell at Dodger Stadium on the work areas on the visitor's side. They said one problem is trying to document the smell. It's not like they can just take a picture and send it to MLB. <laughs> right. And, and and what is
1: what is the smell of rat urine? Have you ever smelled that? I've smelled urine, but I've never, I don't know if it's rat urine.
0: <laughs> I would imagine somebody like maybe a hunter. Or an outdoorsman or a tracker would be really good at differentiating urine. To the rest mm-hmm. of us, it just smells like piss. Yeah, or, I mean, I've
1: seen rats. Yeah, I, I, but I don't know what their piss smells like.
0: <laughs> or warm cores light. Same. Mm-hmm. Th- oh, jeez, shot. <laughs> Obviously, not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Headline: Travis Kelsey drops twenty grand at pool club amid rumors he's cheap. Yeah. Did, Did you see this story? That,
1: yeah. His ex-girlfriend say he was cheap. Uh, he rumors prove
0: that it rumors were Kelsey had kept his ex-girlfriend, who's now split up from, uh, basically on her own tab for the longest time, so that it would prove whether she's into him for him and not just for the money. Kayla Nicole is the name of his ex, and they were together for five years. And rumors were that they broke up because he was making her still pay for half of everything. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Nicole uh, said, no, the rumors are not true. Um, But uh, that was the rumor going around. So he apparently dropped, you know, 20 grand to prove he's not cheap. Question. (laughs) How long is it appropriate to be going halvesies with a girlfriend?
1: Uh, Don't know. I, I always paid. Um, I, I, came from an era where the, the guy always paid. I, I don't ever remember on, on a date situation going Dutch. Um, so <laughs> okay. I'm the wrong guy to ask. And, and I did not have an extensive dating history. So when your, when really- your
0: son-in-law was courting and dating your daughter, yeah, how was the payment situation there on dates? And once they moved in together, living in sin, how did they arrange their finances? <laughs> Well, I imagine they split the rent, but I I, I didn't sit you down. You didn't ask? At the table. I didn't sit down with a yellow
1: pad and a calculator and help them figure this out.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about married couples who have separate banking accounts? I think that's a good idea because
1: when I get the credit card statements as the sole earner, there's always a, what's this, what's right. this, right. You know, why, why is this, this, and what is this charge for? Usually she knows. Sometimes we have to call the credit card company. But yeah, that eliminates all that. That's, where do you stand
0: where do you stand on married couples who share household expenses, but in a sort of ad hoc manner, like, well, he pays for the electricity, I pay for the cable bill. Have you ever heard of someone like that?
1: Yeah, I think there's that. Also with, with my kids, um, my daughter's sort of out of this now that she's almost thirty four, but my son's still in it. Uh, and he lives with his girlfriend, when one of their friends gets married, they pay for all of it, the the travel, the hotel, the whole right. shebang. Right. So if one of her friends gets married, she pays. If one of his friends gets married, he pays. So I think that's a good
0: system. Yeah, okay. Uh, a couple more real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. Happy birthday, Sam Darnold, former Jets first-round pick, second overall pick, third overall, not quite the 1-1. Or mm-hmm. was he the one? No, I don't one. think so. He no, was I like the was one, two. I think might have uh, been as high, low as three, but I'll look it up. But on his birthday, and he's still knocking around the league. I think he's still with Carolina. I think they're still yeah. hoping he can play. Uh, yeah. This shout out from Funhouse to the day that Mike Francesa said he would become the biggest star in town.
1: Um, I think someday Sam Donald will own this town. I really believe that. I think there will be a day where you say. Who's the biggest star in this town? And it will be Sam Donald. He will be the biggest star in this town. I firmly believe that. I might not still be doing the show when it happens, uh, (laughs) but maybe I will be. Who knows? But uh, uh, I really believe there will come that time I think he's that good. I think there will be a time where he is the man.
0: Now notice he doesn't back it up with any specifics of no. here is no. what I like about him. His mm-hmm. release is quick, his field vision seems to be you know no. extra you know great or whatever it was t- so I ask you, Andy, knowing Francesa a little bit, was this just a flyer by him
1: oh yeah oh yeah yeah i I mean he's at that point here I just looked it up he was selected third overall by the jets. In 2018. So 2018, he's almost 30 years into this run. He's mailing it in at at this point. You know, there was a time, and this is how Francesa got to be Francesa, where he was a researcher for CBS prior to the internet. So he knew things and he was getting things because, you know, when he was getting Brent Musburger ready to do a University of Miami game, he'd spend an hour on the phone with Jimmy Johnson and got inside things. But at that point... He's just spitballing, and and it's not what he says. It's how he says it. It's the pauses. I really think he's going to be the biggest star. He will be. And then he says it like three or four times, basically says the same thing, but says it in a way that makes him sound like he knows what he's talking about.
0: He gives you the fake, a false sense of gravitas, the pausing, right? And the the solemnness of the proclamation. That's why they called him the pope, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know these things from watching football for forty years. That's that's the tone of it. You trust me on this. I know this. <laughs> and and look, he was, consider, he, he was the Jets took him third overall. You know, I mean, it wasn't like this was like a guy who was taken in the fifth round. Where he said, you watch, he's going to be the next Brady. He and, didn't do that.
0: And when no. you're wrong, you shrug it off. And you keep oh, him never moving. admit it. Never, he, never he, admit he it.
1: And, he and Colin Coward never, ever, ever, ever admit. And and even
0: Skip even Bayless, Coward, Skip Bayless, same thing. Skip Coward, Bayless, Bayless did, yeah. uh, right. Stephen A. is the same same way. Is that the secret to success in our business? No, no. Stephen A.
1: will say I screwed up. Stephen A. will admit he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I've heard him do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I have heard him do. But Not the other ones, no. And 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 recently, Coward had one. Who was the who was the uh, Jets coach that really flamed out? The guy, Mike Gaze, yeah. Oh, and, yes. And he later cl- and and he claimed when it was thrown back in his face that he said, "You know, Gaze was an offensive genius and was going to turn the Jets around or something like that." Oh, didn't you know I was being sarcastic? No, there was no sarcasm in what he said. And now that everything's available for replay, it was clear he thought that Gaze was going to be a big success in New York.
0: Yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, Adam Silver says the NBA lost hundreds of millions uh, due to the China TV blackout, to which the comments on Twitter were savage, including somebody saying, yeah, we lost two and a half years. Thanks to China. Keep it moving. (laughs) <laughs> do you feel bad at all for the uh, NBA, or do you respect the fact that at least they they took a stance that caused them to lose a huge chunk of their revenue?
1: Well, wasn't it the Daryl Morey tweet that yeah. led to that? Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's the cost to me. That's the cost of doing business. You know, uh, if, if one of your people does something like that, to to the credit of the NBA, they didn't throw them out the door when it happened
0: true and it
1: and and it is yeah i mean it's a it's six billion people that live there that's a big market you yeah. know but so, apparently yeah. there's
0: there's starting to be some pushback from entertainment uh corporations like they they wanted to take the taiwanese flag off of tom Cruise's jacket in top gun mm-hmm. yeah and you know because china doesn't recognize taiwan and they said no, we're not going to do that. And they're they're not even sure that Ch- China is going to release the movie in China because it's very proudly and boldly pro American. So maybe wow. there's some pushback going on there. I didn't ask you, by the way. Did you see the movie?
1: I've not seen the movie yet,
0: uh, but I would like to see it. So, Andy, I, I think you're boycotting the movie. No, I just, if I just didn't a- know better, I think you are boycotting this movie.
1: No, my my viewing has changed, and I'm now... I just finished season five of Better Call Saul, so I'm all caught up on that series (laughs) and and waiting for season six to drop once it's finished on AMC. All
0: right. Uh, We're going to exit with one great tune per day. This is Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, in honor of the Queen's Jubilee, which I'm sure you've been keeping up on, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: I have. You have? Well, as a matter of fact, here's... I was talking to my father, who will be 94 in, uh, in November, Mazel and he by. said, and he lived at one time in, on Pennsylvania Avenue, what's now Mr. Henry's. His father and mother ran a store downstairs, and his family slept upstairs, and he remembers looking out his bedroom window on Pennsylvania Avenue and seeing Queen Mary and her husband, the one that made the movie The, the King's Speech about, Riding down in a horse-drawn carriage down Pennsylvania. Out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Well, Uh uh, Queen Elizabeth II is 96.
1: Yeah, and she's Uh, still hanging in. Years. And apparently, Uh,
0: apparently, she apparently she did not do all the events at the Jubilee, and someone defended her, saying the Queen does what the Queen likes, and so the event she likes, she does, and otherwise, you know, piss off. She's the Queen, and she's 96. Ah. You know, I think I think once you hit 85. You
1: can pretty much say and do what you want.
0: (laughs) All right. Andy, thanks for your time today. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll talk next week. All right, James. Take
1: care. There you
0: go. This song by Queen featured in their 78 album, Jazz, that was released as a single in 1979, written by Freddie Mercury, recorded in their studio in the Alps. It was the 12th track on that album, And uh, it has been voted the third favorite song by fans in Rolling Stone from the supergroup Queen. And it's been featured in films, commercials, TV shows, etc. I once saw a great montage of Tiger Woods highlights when he was at his absolute peak around 2000, set to this song, and it was fantastic. So enjoy, everybody. Thanks for listening to the ZabeCast. If you liked it, spread the word, tell a friend, rate and review. And if you really like it, Subscribe to be a full Zabecast premium member. You get Fridays thrown in with the four episodes per week that are free. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time.
1: time.
0: 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with MyBookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than MyBookie. Getting started is simple deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.